0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shalom I'm your host, thank you for joining me. I hope you're doing well, I hope all is good with you in your world and that, you know, everything is fine. If this is your first time of joining this podcast, thank you for stopping by. This is just a place where I talk about my life, my work with God, my walk, W-L-K, with God. And how I'm trying to make sense of, you know, life today in the context of scripture and the Bible and that sort of thing, and um, yeah, so it's just a conversation about faith, about life and about love. And um, I think for the past few episodes, I've been reflecting a lot on God, on Jesus, His Word, you know, what it means to me, how my life has changed because of His presence in my life, and. I think one of the most funny and bizarre things that I think really s- surprises me about the world is the fact that Jesus is like the best kept secret in the universe. So most people think that, first of all, a lot of people don't really know that this whole Jesus thing is really a thing. You know, they just think he's just like one great man that walked and people, you know, sort of like just idolized him you know and all that most people i think sort of feel that way there's some people who feel well there must be something about this jesus for so many people to follow him but i think a lot for for the greater part most people don't really know who jesus is and what he was and how important that he was he was not just a man that walked the shores of galilee And that whole Jesus is alive thing, I think not as many people as should know that, really, really do know that. And I think a lot of that is, well, partly because of the way the world is, the world is structured in a way to make everything about Christ look like it's just a, you know, a a fable and that sort of thing. But I think it's also because we also as Christians do not show forth the power of the risen christ and because people see us you know we, we 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 preach a christ or we talk about a christ or we claim to love a christ that is so powerful he's so this he's so many things and yet they can see us living as though we, we as, as though we are without hope as though we are, as, as though we're helpless as though you know they do not see any differentiation between us and them and i think for me that is the most of everything that i have read in the bible the most bizarre thing to me is that christians today are undifferentiated from the world it's it's the most bizarre thing because everywhere else i mean in scripture you see that people who are walking with god they are different from the world they are different in terms of what they do different in terms of what they say they're different in terms of how they show up in situations everything about them is different they are different in fact the reason why people wrote books about them you know or epistles was because they were different even in the acts of the apostles we see so many people mentioned here and there there was something of record that you know it was either being um recognized for hospitality or for love you know or for ministry or for there was all faith there was just something but today by and large christians undifferentiated not only that we're even undifferentiated sometimes we're even doing the things that are worse than what the children of the world are doing I personally think that the Church of Jesus Christ, at least in my country, Nigeria, is in crisis. We're in a real crisis. Because we do not lead in morality. We do not lead. In fact, we are lagging in the area of morality, as in lagging. We're not even, we're not even, (laughs) we're actually lagging. Ethics, oh my goodness. Ethics, we're at the bottom of the barrel. Bottom. lagging in you know hospitality well half and half every now and then the only thing we need to be we seem to be leading in is ambition the only thing we need to we seem to be leading in, and for me like i said it's so bizarre because i'm like how did this where did how did you get here you know because i read the bible and it's so so honestly it's difficult to walk in the footsteps of christ this this in this age that we're in the reason why i feel like it's difficult is because there are very few people role modeling the christ pattern and honestly i'm not talking about signs and wonders alone because signs and wonders can come from any source and these days there's so much showmanship going on that it's very very difficult to even tell what the real signs and wonders are except you are personally involved in that case and you know the history other than that honestly you can't believe anything that you see or you watch on tv everything is is looks very scripted you know and um but i'm not just talking about that i'm talking about even things like love hospitality care neighborliness and i'm putting myself in this as well because for some of us who some of these things do not come naturally I think if one was, I think if you were in a body or in a community where that is the way of life, it's either you remove yourself from that community or you, you know, you adapt. But honestly, it's very easy for people with the most questionable morals to blend into the church of God today. That is strange. It shouldn't be. That that you know, Paul said these things ought not so to be. Yes, that shouldn't be. It's too easy to blend into the church of God today, and it's not even you. Okay, you can say, oh yes, we want to be the kind of place that we receive everybody. Yes, for the purposes of evangelism, not for the purposes of hiding. What we have now are people hiding. So there's just a lot. You know, yesterday I talked about a template for the modern church and how I think churches should begin to be structured to make sure that we keep Christ at the center of things. Or rather, let me use the word faith communities, wherever you may, whatever that may be, or faith organizations. I think there has to be a structure that is intentionally Christ-centered and gospel-centered, bearing in mind the world that we live in. It has to be adapted for the local context. And ministry streams should be driven by you know, what you are being faced with, not based on activities. What I'm saying is an activity-driven practice of the faith. It has no roots in scripture. The faith is practiced centered around the gospel, which is Jesus Christ loved you he died he gave himself for you accept him as your lord and savior let him come into your life let him heal you and you know begin to live with him in you receive the baptism of the holy spirit and continue to grow in your knowledge of him and then disciple others you know fulfill his work upon your life raise generations that will believe in him as well shine the light of god through love through faith through hospitality deeds charitable works and you know show people who christ is and be in a mini representation of christ on earth that is the gospel it should everything we do as christians should be centered around the gospel it should be centered around christ everything that christ stood for which is love of the father love of the brethren service to humanity righteous living you know character conduct where where has all of this gone all we talk about now is you know how we're going to achieve this how we're going to achieve that how God blessed me with this God blessed me with that I was reading I was studying the book of um, Ephesians chapter 1 and I was reading some Bible commentary on the verse that says I think it's verse 3 that says God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and this um, Bible commentary was pointed out a very important fact which I had never realized before that the covenant of Christ is focused on spiritual blessings primarily while the old covenant is the one that was focused on material blessing blessed in the field blessed in the storehouse blessed in the whatever and that as God from God's perspective as was written in the book of Hebrews the spiritual blessings are higher and of a greater preeminence God calls them better he says it's a better covenant based on better promises but you know what we have done we have gone back to the old covenant And we've been chasing after being blessed in the field, blessed in the going out. In fact, there was a time, I remember that time, when we went back to preaching about the blessings under the Old Covenant. And we we appropriated it into the New Testament. Now, on the face of it, you would say that is not wrong. Because after all, the New Testament does provide for all-round blessings. But then, here's the thing. What we then did... And I believe that this was a subtle deception orchestrated by the kingdom of darkness. Was that in shifting our focus from the New Testament focus, which is Christ in me, the hope of glory. We started chasing after the material blessings. And guess what? We didn't even attain. Because you cannot, you can't use... The, those, those blessings were attributable to natural Israel, ethnic Israel. And they still have it till today. You you can't appropriate what was not provided for you. The only way to access those material blessings in Christ is to seek first the kingdom of God. The motive cannot be the material blessing. Once the motive is about is just about making my life better, then you know it's something else is going on in that space. And I know I may not be I can't fully explain this because this is something that I myself. still trying to wrap my head around but clearly reading through the new testament it does appear that material blessings was not really the center of it because if you look at it old testament had dealt with all of that you can't be more blessed than the blessings in the old covenant but everything that christ did was about making us restoring back our spiritual access Rights and privilege, and it had nothing. The purpose for his doing it was not for material things because that we didn't need the blood of Jesus to give us material blessing. The blood of bulls and goats and calves was enough to deliver that, it delivered it under the old covenant. In fact, ethnic Israelites, still today, are still benefiting from it. So, the blood of bulls and goats and calves was enough for that. We did not need the blood of Jesus for material blessings that will rust, that will corrupt, that will perish. What we needed the blood of the eternal Christ for, was for eternal spiritual blessings, not limited by time, space. So, how we've moved from people who Christ came to die for to become people looking for material blessings something is wrong somewhere and like i said christianity from everything that i've read in the bible honestly if your problem is what you're going to eat or drink then christianity isn't the place there are lots of other relief really, there are other places you can go that will help you very well with that you know you know what i mean if, if that is your motive for coming to christ you will not last in christianity that's my honest observation so it i I don't know it's just really strange to me and i don't want any part of this superficial practice of christianity i think it's even an erroneous practice because if and if if financial blessings and all that was really my issue like i said there are other religions there are other places you could have i could have gone what came made me come to christ really was actually i needed spiritual i needed a spiritual touch as a teenager that was what brought me to christ and i think that's why when i gave my life to christ i had a lot of zeal because christ i just needed god to come in as my father and take away my shame my pain and all that my sorrows everything that was just i, I needed him to just be my father my god and my keeper i needed him to protect me to strengthen me i just needed him so that Christ offering spiritual blessings, you know, I just it it was perfect for me. And I embraced him and I started walk work, working with him, you know, and all that as a teenager, going to church. It was it was just about him. I just loved, I just wanted that relationship with God. That was it. I wanted it. I wanted it. I really wanted it. And that was how I started off in Christ in a student fellowship, which was really very well. Everyone else was in that mode as well. And we did a lot within the time I was there. Then life happened, you know, a couple of things. Well, I dropped out of fellowship somehow. Then um, still had my relationship with Christ, although a little bit impacted, I would say, doctrine-wise. And then I then, you know, left um, the campus. And then later on, after several years, found my way to several churches. And I think the first church I the first couple of churches everything was still fine very much Christ gospel centered faith centered in those days and a lot of church planting in the early 90s late 80s early 90s I think when things started really going you know off for the for the body of Christ as a whole in Nigeria particularly in charismatic Pentecostal circles was when the whole prosperity thing really took off and became mainstream and now we everything we've, we 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 used to accuse the orthodox churches of doing we're, we've done it and worse in fact like i said moral ethical standards are at the lowest they've ever been i don't think anybody really cares anymore how you're living your life so long as you keep up an appearance that okay everything is okay you can be doing whatever behind closed doors nobody really cares and um we see it in terms of out there in the world when Christians become, you know, take on positions of authority, they behave worse than unbelievers. They do not have any values that are obvious. Somehow, practicing dualism where, you know, I, my church life is different from my world life. In my world, I can behave like the most ruthless human being on earth. And then on Sunday, you know, be acting pious in the faith communities. And then you go into the faith settings, you are saying something. And, and people are like looking at you like, how is this normal to you? And there's a whole, you know, justification around that. In fact, it was in seminary that one of my classmates mentioned this whole thing called dualism. So I think that's what we practice in Nigeria. Somehow people separate their Christian life from their real life. So, and they they, they found it's okay. So, and the Christian life is probably like 10%. That's the time that you spend in church and doing, in quotes, church work. So that's where you you, you do your holiness thing. You know what I'm saying? And although even some of the bad behavior still filters into that place, because I mean, out of the abundance of the heart, the man, the mouth, um, the mouth speaker, you you know, you can't if a tree is you know either make it true good and it, it and its fruit to be good. So, but there's in fact it's even worse than dualism actually because it's just a pretentious practice of the faith, you know. And I I think I was caught up in it as well. I was not even I think I was also caught up in it until god caught my attention through a series of life-changing events that have brought me to where i am now and since the lockdown i have been on a quest to go back to the basics of scripture and read the bible without the veil over my eyes that have been there all for so many years and now i see this the standard of the word of god more clearly than i had been in the past it's not new because it's the standard that I was born into several years, decades ago when I gave my life to Christ. But we had deviated, I had deviated, and I didn't even realize it. Now I know that I have deviated. To be honest with you, I think I'm still far from that standard. I'm not even telling you that I've come back. But I'm now more aware. You know, when you you know, it's like when you're lost or when you've, you've lost, you're, you're traveling, you're on a journey to a certain destination, and you've taken the wrong road, and you don't know you've taken the wrong road. You know what... When you don't know you've taken the wrong road you're, you're still going to continue going and you're, you're never going to get to where you're going but once you realize that oh my goodness i have taken a wrong turn i am somewhere i shouldn't be you're then going to be spending a lot of time and effort and concentration and seeking help to get back on track so that's the journey that i'm on i'm still on the get back on track i don't i can't even say 100 that i'm on track because i think i am um, i'm on track in terms of knowing where i need to what i need to do am i even really on track in that okay i'm on track in terms of knowing where the road is i know i think i, I would recognize it when i get there but i'm not there yet yes and i know that but i i am not where i was either so i'm moving closer to getting back to the jesus track the the, the gospel centered christ center track i think i am getting closer to the gospel centered track i don't think i'm i think i'm farther from the christ center track so where christ really comes into you and changes your way of thinking your mindset that is, is is still somewhere ahead for me but i think i'm getting closer to the gospel center which is where you know the gospel begins to take preeminence in your life the the you know the 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 doctrine you know so so that's the journey i'm on of, of which this podcast is a strong part of that but translating that into christ formation in me and unlearning a lot of the stuff that i have habitually become and being more like him in terms of love to people in terms of hospitality in terms of kindness in terms of ministry yeah i am not there at all but i know when i get there i i i, I know you know i would know and i believe that I know I am more aware of what being away from that means, and um, yeah. So and God is helping me. God is helping me. I still have a long way to go, and I still have a lot of work to do. But at least now He's He's shown me what Christianity is not, and what a gospel-centered life is not. So there's certain things that I have removed myself from. There's certain things that I do not do anymore and there's certain things I'm now trying to start to learn how to do so there's some things that I will start doing that I've started doing some things that I will continue doing and there are some things that I've stopped doing and it's part of this journey of living a Christ-centered and a gospel-centered life not a church-centered or an activity-centered life it's Christ and the gospel. Those are the two things that we are beholden to as Christians. So I'll just leave it at that. I'm still, this is something I probably will be talking a lot about off and on for the next, you know, how many years or whatever. But I thank you very much for listening to me. And um, I pray that the Lord will help all of us that desire to have a sincere relationship with him to find meaning, even in the midst of all of the noise and confusion going on in the world today. Um, all to his glory in Jesus name thank you very much and I pray that and um, I would just ask that if you find if you found this useful please share with anyone that you think may be blessed by this as well and I pray that the Lord will send his word to all those that he feels should would benefit from this in Jesus name amen and the word will reach every heart and life and bless them according to his purpose in the name of Jesus Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.